Grace and peace to you from God and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome home, children of God, welcome home. I began each and every worship service at Portland Parish Church in the waters at the font to remind us that first and foremost, we belong to God. In and through creation, in and through our baptism, we are named and claimed as God's own. And so today on the 26th of December, Troon Churches Together welcomes you to worship. Lord our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, today we join with the angels in singing glory. Glory to the newborn King. We join with all of creation to shout your praise. And we join with each other from our different traditions and streams of Christian faith to rejoice. We rejoice that the Saviour of the world has come and that he is here, Emmanuel, God with us. Draw near to each one of us in our own homes, gathered maybe as families or on our own. May we know the sense of your presence. May we know your love which binds us together. May we know the unity that your spirit brings. We give thanks to you, Lord, for the love that you have shown to us in sending Jesus to this world, born as one of us, born to raise the sons of earth and daughters too, to give us a second birth. We thank you that you know us in our weakness. You know us in our distress. You know us in our sorrow and you come to us as the Prince of Peace. As we sing of Jesus, hope of the nations, may we hold before you those areas in our world where war rages, where famine ravishes, where disease destroys, Lord, give renewed hope for a better future. As we sing of peace on earth and mercy mild, may we remember those who are persecuted for their love of you. Those refugees who are seeking for themselves a home away from danger. And those who are suffering from the effects of climate change. Lord, bring peace. As we sing of joy to the world, may we be mindful of those who are sad, those who have lost those dear to them, those who are burdened with cares and anxieties. Lord, will you restore their joy? And as we sing of love come down, we think of those who are without love, the abused, the neglected, those being trafficked. Lord, may your love be lavished on all. In a moment of silent prayer, we pray for those we love and those that are laid upon our hearts.
Thank you that you hear our prayers for those that we love and that you hold each one in your care. Almighty God, purify our hearts and minds that when your Son comes again as Judge and Saviour, we may be ready to receive him as our Lord and our God. We ask these things in and through the precious name of Jesus, our Lord and our Saviour. Amen. Shall we join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen.
God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. A very noisy Christmas. Shh. It was a quiet, quiet night on the hillside. The shepherds and sheep were sleeping. Then suddenly, ah, an angel. The shepherds were so, so scared. But wait, the angel was saying something. Shh. Let's listen carefully. The angel said, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. God's rescuer has been born in Bethlehem. He is the king of the whole wide wonderful world. You will find the baby wrapped snugly, lying in a manger. Then suddenly, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of angels were praising God at the top of their voices. The King has been born! Peace on earth! Glory to God! Then suddenly, the angels went back to heaven and everything was quiet again. The shepherds hurried off to Bethlehem 
and they found Jesus in a manger, just like the angel had told them. The shepherds wanted to tell everyone. Wake up everybody! Something amazing has happened! Jesus the rescuer has been born! Meanwhile, in a land far, far away, some wise men were studying special books and watching the stars. Then suddenly, wow, look, what is it? A new star had appeared in the sky. They knew the star meant that a special king had been born. So they packed their bags and went on a long, 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 long trip to see the new king. When they arrived, they found Jesus and gave him special gifts. Gold, frankincense and myrrh. They bowed down before him. They knew that he was the king of the whole wide wonderful world. Do you want to know something special? Jesus is God's son and our rescuer. He is the king of the whole wide wonderful world. Jesus came at the first Christmas so we can be friends with God forever. Now that's something worth singing and shouting about. Joy to the world! Hooray! Jesus is the King! But Samuel was ministering before the Lord, a boy wearing a linen ephod. Each year his mother made him a little robe and took it to him when she went up with her husband to offer the annual sacrifice. Eli would bless Hekiah and his wife, saying, May the Lord give you children by this woman to take place of the one she prayed for and gave to the Lord.
Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they travelled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. Good morning. Welcome to this service today. Troon Churches Together and a warm welcome from St Ninians for the sermon. I've been looking at the scriptures for today and one of the themes in the scriptures is that about clothing. And so today I simply ask, what are you wearing? And I wonder what you're wearing at home. Are you still in that Christmas onesie? Do you have the tie so kindly meant? Possibly you're a football supporter and you're wearing an air, an air kit. Is there anybody there wearing a kit for air? I'm not sure, but anyway, I just wonder what you're wearing and it's great to be with you. But I'm also wondering, not just clothes, possibly you've been given a beautiful watch or maybe some earrings or a necklace or indeed a new perfume or aftershave. Yves Saint Laurent or one of the others, Calvin Klein. I don't know, it depends what adverts you've been watching really. And I wonder how you've clothed your kitchen and your dining table. Farm foods, Lidl, Aldi, Marks and Spencers, Waitrose. I hope I got those in the right order, but I'm just not sure. But we're invited really to clothe our houses in lights as well. So clothing and what are you wearing today is the theme of the sermon. All this is very powerful. If we think of the adverts on the telly, they show us how good Christmas can be, how good we will feel in that special Christmas jumper or that new outfit, how good we will feel if we can offer hospitality around a table where friends and family are gathered in a very special way. And actually going that extra mile for that extra special dish is really, really important. Our senses are evoked. Our imaginations are there and we tell stories and share our lives. We are building community. And that, after all, is what Christmas is about. Surely, wearing all those things in that way, that is what we aim for. Do you know what? I'm just going to get changed. I think I need to improve my clothes for what I'm wearing for this sermon. We're just going to pause for a moment. Well, welcome back. I've just done a, a Mr. Ben for the older generation and gone and got changed. I put on the white alb, originally some Roman clothing, but adopted by the church and still worn today in some context to show the purity of our baptism when we're called to clothe ourselves with Christ. And then the stole, which is the symbol of clothing ourselves with service. And because it's Christmas, the golden cope. It's a bit fancy really, but it's just saying this is a feast day of Christ with whom we clothe ourselves in how we live.
And so a change there. I'm still the same person, but I just want to demonstrate something about clothing and what we're wearing. Now the scriptures are about clothing. We have the passage from Samuel, and we have Samuel clothed in a linen ephod. So something for his ministry. But his mother gives him the gift every year of a cloak, which of course he will use later on in, in his ministry as a prophet. And the question for the church today is, how are we clothing our young people for their ministry in our churches? How are we clothing them as they enter adulthood and for their ministry in the world and the way the world and church come together? And then we have Jesus in the temple and he's clothing himself with questions and answers, exploration of the great themes of the Hebrew Bible. How are we equipping ourselves and again our young people and hearing their questions in the church today so that they can clothe themselves with integrity in how they live at this time of great change within the world. And then we come to the letter to the house churches in Colossae, the letter to the Colossians. And we're asked to clothe ourselves with virtues. The writer has just listed all those things that we shouldn't clothe ourselves with, which particularly when you're a teenager, are great fun looking up what they all mean and seeing how we might live or not live. But here it's really important because the other side is presented. It's about clothing ourselves with kindness and with gentleness, with compassion and with love so that we can bind ourselves together. And this is a great theme for our churches in Troon to witness to God's love together. So, at this time of Christmas, we're invited to think about how the logo of branding shapes our living and calls us to lots of good things like celebration together. But we're invited to go one step further to enter into relationship with the logos, the word, the mind of Christ, that we clothe ourselves with that too, for an ongoing year-round relationship with God and how we live in society. I look forward to doing that with you. Thank you. Gracious God, we tell before you our great fears. We have fear down to our toes because of the dangers of this pandemic. Fear up to our ears from the violence all around us. Fear for the fragility facing our democracy. Fear for the safety of immigrants in need of refuge among us. We have fear that causes us loss of sleep. Fear that skews our vision and distorts our judgment. We know that fear is contagious and it passes among us. It flows from issue to issue and our negative adrenaline is magnified. Our fear evokes our worst selves, O oh God, and summons us to shriveled, demeaned and demeaning lives. But then you, you as perfect love, you who crowds in against our deep fears, cancels our fears vetoes our anxiety, nullifies our uneasiness. So in this shaky season, this uncertain celebration, as we mark the birth of your Son, 
this the advent of grace incarnate love enfleshed within us, around us, and among us. O perfect love, cast out our fear. Cast out our parsimony that we may become generous in self-giving, that we may gladly risk more and more of who we are and what we have. O perfect love, cast out our fear, cast out our anger, that we may become more forgiving, that we may more readily transform circumstances of threat into venues for shared well-being. O perfect love, cast out our fear, cast out our guarded isolation, that we may be more welcoming of the other in our midst, that we may be more accepting of those unlike us. O perfect love, we turn to you so that we are not eaten alive by our fear. In your presence, we move towards fearlessness. Let us be fearless in our generosity. Let us be fearless in our forgiveness. Let us be fearless in our hospitality. And let us put ourselves down deep. That deep embrace that holds us closely along with all those whom you love. This we pray in the fearless name of Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Joy to Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Goodbye.